0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of It's Not All Rainbows. I'm your host, Lindsay Goodman, and if you don't know me, I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse in a queer relationship, and I'm here to validate and support those who are or have been in my shoes and to help spread awareness of what these kinds of relationships can look like. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the dangers of moving quickly in a relationship, or if you're queer like me, we're going to use the word you-hauling. Um, before we dive in, I'm going to do this fun thing that I have been doing these last couple episodes on some of my struggles and successes while I'm healing in real time and sharing this content with you. Um, my struggle, the first struggle that comes to mind is actually I had a new one last night. I had a lot of bad dreams. (laughs) I had a lot of bad dreams and they were about my abuser and they were about my abuser having, um, a new supply and running into them and breaking no contact. So I did not sleep well <laughs> and I have a headache today. Um, and so the other one was that I did get triggered last week by uh, some lesbian content about you hauling which um, inspired this episode. And so that's kind of why I want to dive into that because obviously it was something that really triggered me, something that really bothers me and something that I feel like is important to talk about. Uh, although a lot of people aren't ready to have that conversation, so obviously there might be some of you that are like, nope, I'm out of here, but to anyone who is willing to listen and have that conversation with me, uh, let's dive in after I talk about a success, if I can think of one. Uh, this past week I went out, um, and hung out with friends a couple times, but two or three times I went and hung out with friends, which if you don't know, is kind of a big deal for me because I've just been in this, um... Like low power mode in terms of friendships. I am a very extroverted person. I recharge my battery by being around friends traditionally, but ever since this abusive relationship, I'm kind of not interested in being around that many people. I've kind of been, besides when I'm traveling with my kiddo, I've been just kind of like hunkering down and not spending a lot of time getting to know people or even seeing people who I already know. It's just really hard for me to feel safe around people. So that was a big deal. It was a really big deal for me. And I even had like two separate friends meet up and hang out. We all hung out in the same place, which has always been a really fun thing for me to like, kind of like bring people together. So that would, that's going to be my success for this week. Um, so let's talk about you hauling again. If you're not queer, you can just call it moving quickly, but it's the same thing. It's just that queer folks, lesbians specifically have this term, this ongoing joke that's been around for a very long time about how fast lesbians move and like I said I've been seeing a lot of uh, content about this I finally did a reaction to one the girl who had made the original video wasn't very happy with me but I was like it's not about you I'm not attacking you I'm just trying to spread awareness of how dangerous this can be and I hope you all know that I'm not out here to be like everything's abuse everyone's abusive no one can ever be happy stop dating be single sit alone like you don't have to do what I'm doing You don't have to do what I'm doing. You can date. I just want you all to be careful. I just want you all to know what red flags to look for, know what the tactics of abusers are, because, I mean, there's tons and tons of books and studies that have been written on these abuse tactics, and it's pretty textbook. It's pretty cut and dry when it comes to these things. And yes, every abuser is different. Every victim is different. Every situation is going to be slightly different. But at the end of the day, love bombing and moving quickly is the way that it happens it's the way that it happens and a lot of people get really defensive and they're like no I love bomb and I have ADHD or I love bomb I just really I'm a really um what do they say like I'm a really feeling person I deliver my feelings hot and heavy up front and all of that stuff and that's okay there's a very real difference between feeling a lot and putting it out there but like this is just who you are and this is who you will continue to be throughout the relationship obviously there's ups and downs there's gonna be times that you don't feel all lovey Um, It's not going to be this love situation every single day for years and years on end. With love bombing, it's a tactic. It's a manipulation tactic to lure someone in. It's to give someone this false idea of what the relationship is going to look like, of how they're going to feel, how they're going to be treated throughout the relationship. And it does not continue. It's done to bring that person in and then once they're hooked it stops. It changes. They start the devalue um, tactic and you're already hooked and you're trying to, you're groveling and you're trying to figure out what you did wrong to have them yank you off this pedestal that they had you on for a couple of weeks. And you're trying to get back to that feeling of being love bombed. You're trying to get back to having this person quote unquote, love you again. And it's a horrible situation. So if that's not you and you're like, it's my ADHD, it's this or it's that. Uh, but I'm consistent with it. This isn't about you. This isn't something that you have to defend yourself for. This isn't something that you have to be like, no, 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 it's not all bad. That's fine. Just be aware that this is a tactic that abusers use and that it it is dangerous. It's something to be aware of. It's something to slow down, to set boundaries and say, which is this? As of now, I don't know which it is. I'm not going to be paranoid, but I do kind of want to take this slow and feel it out. So that's love bombing. And it's commonly known that especially lesbians have this joke about like, they call it like the 72 hour date. So you meet someone, you don't go back home to your houses, you sleep together, you stay together every single night, you wake up the next morning, the date goes on and on and on and on until finally, devastatingly, you tear yourselves apart from each other because one of you has to go back to work on Monday or whatever. Um... And it's like a joke, you know, it happens. But like everyone's like, oh, this is funny. Oh, look at me. Oh, we're doing this 72 hour date. Oh, we moved in together. Oh, uh we're lesbians. Oh, just we're lesbians. It's so funny. But that's how I got into a super extremely dangerous, violent, um, abusive relationship. And my son was sucked into it without me even knowing. Obviously, I have a lot of guilt from this. If I could do it over, I would have completely just like walked away from this person and been like, this is like a freaking carnival of red flags go try this somewhere else. But I didn't know. And that's why this feels so important to me because, you know, and I I say this a lot, but especially if you are a late bloomer and you're coming out late and you've been with men your whole life, you really want to be seen as a queer person. You really want this relationship to work. You aren't really sure what lesbian relationships look like. So you're like, well, you've been out forever. This must be normal. I remember thinking that a lot. I remember thinking, I've never had someone pursue me this hard. I've never had someone move this quickly. want to spend all their time with me. Um, this is completely different from anything I've ever experienced, but this is my first relationship with a woman that I'm getting into or with a queer person that I'm getting into. I had dated women before, but I had never actually had a relationship. It was just a couple of days hanging out, all of that stuff. So I'm like, well, this, this is, must be normal and then you see it on social media. You see people bragging about it. You see people thinking that it's so cute. It's like, oh, this is so passionate. We have so much chemistry. We're moving so fast. I'm not going to say any names, but currently there's like a bunch of lesbian drama on TikTok that I try to stay out of. I, I, I don't have a lot of lesbians showing up on my free page anymore because I do get triggered by the fast pace. Like, I'm scared for you. It's not about me, like y'all can post whatever you want. I'm scared for you and I'm scared that this is what we're showing each other and I'm scared that this is what's normalized. And it's been this way for a long time in the lesbian community. Now for all of you who, again, who aren't queer, this can happen to you too. It's, like I said, it's just that there's a term for it and it's culturally this cute thing that people brag about and and, and really encourage um, on social media and things like that. With straight people, it's gonna look the same. You're gonna have that love bombing. You're gonna have that, like, hey, why don't you just stay at my place? Hey, why did you wanna hang out with your friend? I thought we wanted to hang out together. Hey, really, really hot, and heavy, upfront, moving quickly, speed of light. Um, totally not, um, not just not done at a reasonable pace. And like, again, we see it in movies, like, culturally across the board. We see it in movies, it's in songs um the love bombing phase that addiction phase when your brain starts going wild is when people start to write those songs about i can't sleep at night i can't eat all i can think about is you this is like consuming me you're burning through me like a forest fire which is like how i described it in the beginning i also remember saying often i feel like i made you up that's because i did and that's the whole point of love bombing is like they figure out who you are and what you want and what you didn't have in previous relationships and they're like i'm gonna give this to you And it's not real. It's made up. It's, it's in your head and it's not your fault. It's not your fault. This person is choosing to love bomb you, whether it's intentional or not. Like they're doing this thing to lure you in. You know, there's a, there's a purpose for it. So why is it so dangerous to move quickly? Why is it so dangerous to sign a lease with someone, to marry someone that you don't know or get, at least get engaged? Because a lot of times once you're engaged, you're like afraid to back out because you're like, oh no, I've already told people that we're getting married. Some people do. Uh, some people do back out. Some people know. They're like, eh, this is actually not what I thought it was. I'm not going to do this. Um, but it's it is hard once you get to that that phase you've got a ring on your finger you've started making plans maybe you've made some down payments whatever it is I don't know why is it dangerous why is it dangerous to be already this far into a relationship three months and six months and whatever well you don't know this person you don't know what they're capable of I did not know what this person was capable of. I truly thought, and now I feel so stupid saying this, I truly thought that this person cared about me, cared about my son, wanted the same things I did, that we had similar values, that we had similar ideas for relationships, for activities that we would do together, for what kind of time we would spend together. Like, in my head, we were good. And it was gonna be really good. So that person, and again, I'm not trying to scare you and be like, that person's definitely abusive. No, but just, like, take it slow. Because do you know that person... And now I'm going to give a little trigger warning here. So to anyone who's listening and has experienced, um, physical violence, all abuse is hard. All abuse is horrible. All abuse is, shouldn't be happening and is hard to recover from, but physical abuse. I'm going to name a couple of the things that like I experienced. So if you need to like put it on mute for a couple of seconds or hop off here, um, please do. I did not believe that this person would tackle me and prevent me from leaving every time that i wanted to go i did not believe that this person would leave bruises on my body i did not believe that this person would hold a pillow over my face because i was crying too loud i did not know this person do you know this person Do you know that they're not going to harm you? Do you know that they're not going to isolate you from your friends, that they're not going to financially abuse you, just like subtly get you to pay for more than they're paying for? Do you know that they're not going to have a bunch of other people on backup just in case you leave or to make you jealous or to whatever? Do you know that they're not a liar? Do you know that they're not... um, gonna gaslight you, gonna manipulate you, going to destroy your career, going to destroy your mental health, going to destroy your relationship with your child, that you're going to have to work really hard to get back, that you're going to lose your family, that you're going to lose your friends. Do you know this? Do you know that you're safe? And so that's all I'm asking of you. Again, I'm not like fear-mongering. I'm not like all people are horrible. You have to stay alone. That's the only way you can be safe. Absolutely not. No way. But take it slow. The biggest way to protect yourself from having this happen, from going through what I went through, from going through what so many people go through, is to set boundaries. So early on when you meet someone, set boundaries. Say, you know what? I would love to do a 72-hour date with you, but I have plans with a friend tomorrow. Or I told myself I was going to have a relaxing weekend and I was going to binge watch some stuff on Netflix by myself tomorrow, and I'm going to maintain that promise to myself because my promises to myself are important. I'm important to myself. Alone time is important. I need to rest and recover before the weekend. I would love to have another date with you next weekend, or we can meet on Tuesday night and we can have a, a dinner or a drink or something like that. And watch how they react. Watch if they're like, you know what? I'm really, I'm a little disappointed because, oh my gosh, I really love hanging out with you, but that makes so much sense. And I, I love that you have these boundaries and that you want to take care of yourself as well and I really look forward to our date next week like know, yeah, so much suspense what's it gonna be like but if they're like oh I thought we were on the same page I thought you wanted to hang out with me I thought we both wanted to spend a lot of time together but like why do you like someone else what's going on blah 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 that's a red flag that is weird that's not healthy that's you know kicking back on your boundaries is a definite no. Um, and that's something that it took me a long time to learn. Even after I first left my abusive relationship, a couple people came along and were pushing my boundaries and I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't love this, but like, okay. And then finally I like one person, it took me like four months to be like, dude, I've been telling you we're not going to date. I don't understand why I'm still having to tell this to you. Like what's going on here. And then there was another person that came along and it took me one week. Because at this point, I'm finally like, this is, what's with people not understanding boundaries? What's with me not being able to set and maintain boundaries? Like, whoa, get it together. And now my boundaries are, like, solid. Solid. If I feel it for just even one second that a boundary needs to be set, I set it. If I feel like you're going to kick back and I'm like, oh, no, this person going to be upset with me. I might lose this friendship or this connection. That's okay. That's okay. If you can't handle my boundaries, then... I don't know, we probably shouldn't be talking or hanging out. And that's the thing that a lot of people, like, we just don't know how to do. And we're afraid to hurt people and let them down. But if they're not respecting your boundaries, they can let themselves down. Like, they can, they can deal with the fallout from that, right? Um, and then the same goes, like, vice versa. Like, respecting someone's boundary when they say that they want this or that. And sometimes it's hard. Like, sometimes you're like, oh, no, I feel abandoned. I really want to kick back on this. Like, learning how to accept other people's boundaries is really important, too. Uh, let's see what else. Um, so once you're in this relationship, this abusive relationship, you're in a trauma bond. I'm saying a lot of words that are related to narcissistic abuse, emotional abuse. So if there's anything in here that you don't know about or don't understand, and you want me to do a whole episode on like trauma bond, how to break a trauma bond, all of that stuff, you know, what worked for me, let me know. DM me, email me, whatever. Instagram, please, if you're going to DM me. Um, I really don't check messages on TikTok or anything like that, but let me know and I can go into it more. But this is what happens. Now you're with this abusive person. You're in cognitive dissonance. Your mind doesn't know what's real and what's not real. You're convincing yourself it's not so bad. They're convincing you it's not so bad. You can't get out of it. You're going to have a really hard time leaving. And this is why It's so important to move slow because do you really want to get stuck on a lease or in a mortgage or with a baby or um, with a pet that they're using as a pawn to keep you around or whatever it is to where you can't get away? I had to leave with my son because I was on the lease with my abuser and I knew they weren't going to leave. I knew they were not going to move out. They weren't going to let me take over the lease. They were going to either stay and have that whole situation just continue going forever or until they found new supply that was like easier to deal with. Cause by this point I'm kicking back all the time. Like, this is horrible. I hate this. Why are you like this? Why am I like this? What's going on? Or they're going to force you to leave. And for me, it came down to leaving for 90 days with my son. I left the state. I even left the country. I was very lucky to be able to do that and have people who were willing to host me because at the time I had saved up, A good amount of money, but like it made it possible for me to stay away so long that people were hosting me and I paid rent for two more months um, just waiting for them to leave. I was paying rent. I was paying for them to have another person come and stay in like our house. I'm doing quote unquote because like whatever. Um, and I paid for all all of that and I was willing to do that because that's what it meant. That's what it took for me to get away, to get free, to not have to come back, to not have to be around them anymore. And I went no contact while I was still paying rent and I just sat back and this was like the, this was the plan that I made was to sit back, not respond to anything, let them figure out that I wasn't going to come back, that they weren't going to see me again and waited until the landlord said, I have the key in my hand you can come back. And then I waited another 30 days. And this is why I don't recommend moving quickly. And I know y'all think it's cute and it's romantic and especially lesbians. Y'all do not want to hear this. Like people are so defensive when I talk about this on TikTok, like, you know, well, I met my partner and we were together for eight days and we moved in together. and We've been together for 20 years. That's awesome. That is awesome and I love that for you but that does not take away from the fact that it does happen. That there are people out there who are doing this over and over and over again. Y'all I was not the first person that my abuser made these moves with with and I was not the last. I watched it happen to someone else. I watched it happen and that's when I went no contact was when I saw it happening to another married woman being sucked into this like I really like you. You make me feel like I could be happy again. I've never felt like this before. I knew the moment I left you that love bombing move quickly, and I don't know what happened there. I don't know, like, and I I never want to know what my abuser's doing uh, ever again. But like, it's a pattern, and it happens over and over and over again. And they're always coming at you with like this story. Well. My partner left me. She got sick of trying. She took the kid. She took my dog. She's horrible. She was the abusive one. Feel sorry for me. You make me think I could be happy again. Let's move quickly. And then the next thing you know, like you're moving out of your house and you're living with this person or something is happening and it's all very quickly. It's a whirlwind. It's a forest fire. It's a forest fire. It is a freaking race to the finish line. But once you get in there, it's a long, slow, horrible, torturous, like you're walking in molasses, nothing's changing, nothing's happening, and you can't get out. And again, if you you hold, and you got married and you have a halfway decent relationship, lovely. I love that for you. But I really am scared for people. I really am scared. And lately I've been taking kind of a break on abuse content, especially on Instagram, because I'm exhausted. The kickback that people give to people who are just trying to raise awareness. Trying to raise awareness. Trying to help people be safe. And all you have to do is just, like, tweak your approach to dating just a little bit to help yourself. It's like putting a seatbelt on in the car. Making sure you haven't been drinking before you drive. You know, maybe not smoking because it's bad for your lungs. Putting on sunscreen to protect yourself from the sun. These are things that we do to keep ourselves safe, right? Same thing. Don't sign a lease with someone that you don't know. And I don't care what you say. You don't know someone after three years. <laughs> or, sorry, three months. Hopefully you know someone pretty well after three years. But like three months, that person's probably been wearing a mask for most if not all of that time. You don't know who they are. They're mirroring you. They're telling you what you want to hear. They're all of a sudden really into all your hobbies. Um, It's really scary. So please, again, you don't have to love me. You don't have to like me. You don't have to consume my content. If this is something that you're like, she's crazy, that's not true. I just met this person and I'm pretty sure they're the love of my life and I'm gonna marry them. Please be careful. Please be careful. That's all I'm asking. Be aware of it. Log it away in the back of your mind. If you don't like it right now, just have it there. So that if a red flag comes up, you can be like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Something's wrong here. I've heard of this happening. All right. I'm going to wrap this up. A little announcement. I am going to be in Austin, Texas on October 15th. I will be with a group of, I believe there's eight of us, the Narc Avengers We'll be doing an in-person meet and greet, Q and A session, and offering one-on-one coaching. So anyone who's in Austin or can get to Austin that weekend, please do come. uh, Go to narcavengers.com and scroll down to Texas to book your seat for that event or seats, whatever you want to do to attend that weekend. And also, I am hosting a trip to Greece in August of 2023. I'm hoping to add one more a little bit before that as well, maybe one after, but Um, the first 10 people to book do get an early bird discount on that trip. The trip, my idea is to have a safe space for LGBTQ folks and survivors of abuse who might not want to go on these kinds of trips. Otherwise I want it to be a really safe space for everyone involved. Um, again, first 10 people get an early bird discount and I did have my first booking for Greece the other day. So keep that in mind if this is something that you're kind of thinking about, um, You can make payments on it, so it's not something that you have to, like, fork over right now if that's helpful for you. But I would definitely love to have you on the trip, to have you come out and explore Greece with me, get to know me, get to know Greece and the food and the wine and the culture and the sites and the history and all of that stuff. I'm really, really excited to be able to host these kinds of trips. So, again, let me know if you have any questions. Reach out. DM me on Instagram. I'm at the Goodman. Um, on all social media, or you can email me. Uh, all of that information is in, my, is in my bio on Instagram and TikTok. If you like this podcast, um, please rate and review. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, I really want to get this information into the ears of the people who need it the most, and all of your interactions really do help to make that happen. So thank you all so much, and I will be back next week with more.